Hello and welcome to the Soul Tending Podcast. Thank you for being here with me. I don't know about you, but for me, this eclipse season is hitting me hard. My mental orientation is usually toward the future thanks to many natal planets in the air signs. Hence, it makes total sense that I find my way into a forecasting service that is this podcast. The copious air element in my constitution is a kind of saving grace as I can be easily pulled into a depressed state because of my natal moon in Scorpio. And Scorpio sign is all about the past. It's all about the soul's many past lifetimes. Though the moon is the only planetary ally in the water sign in my natal chart, they are super powerful for psychological transformation. All of this means that I accumulate a lot of unprocessed feelings and the Scorpio season is when I get huge waves of emotion and have no choice but to process them. It's a blessing in disguise. And the soul cannot process its feelings and heal its psyche without a body. The fact that I was born in a super humid environment of the tropical Thailand tells me that I need to really allow my external environment, human and more than human allies to give me the water I need for physical sustenance. So, and of course, what I mean by water is the water element, the energetic water, and the fluid emotional connection. So I am laying real low physically and psychologically throughout this Scorpio Taurus eclipse season to process my feelings as well as to try to connect to the vibrational feelings or sensations that are all around me. The ancients feared the eclipses and of course we are in the eclipse season and if you don't know what that is, please listen to the last episode because most if not all bad deeds are done underground or in disguise and eclipses offer the dark space where malignant force can unleash and bad actors can roam free. So I am working with this precious time in discovering what lurks in my own shadowy subconscious and welcoming them 
into the light of awareness in order to process decomposed and composed them. The current south node in Scorpio and my own moon in Scorpio teach me to be more like a scorpion or a snake, staying low to the ground on the dark, moist earth is how I can connect to the watery vibrations of things and people around me and be nourished by the feelings and sensations I receive from them. This is the intuitive intelligence I need and we all need to get through this literal and energetic social dark times. And I hope that what I share with you today bring you some psychological ease and comfort as you move through this week. This is an astrology forecast for Monday, October 31st to Sunday, November 6th of 2022. The theme of this week's soul-tending message is emotional composed. This week is a deepening of last week's soul-tending journey into the psychological shadow or the subconscious and the ancestral wounds. This eclipse season is the death phase of the year where emotional compost naturally occurs unless we resist it. We are supposed to feel uncomfortable, yucky, and even awful at times. Taurus and Scorpio are about the elimination process. The large intestine meridian is at peak function during the Taurus season and the kidney meridian which eliminates waste through fluids and emotions is at peak function during the Scorpio season. Similar to the intense feelings we get when we have to poop or pee, all nasty and unspeakable feelings are parts of the emotional alchemy. They show up when old unprocessed feelings of trauma and grief are collected, metabolized, and transformed into the nutrient-rich soil where healthier feelings, thoughts, and experiences can be newly composed. We are in the midst of the eclipse season and marching toward the heart of darkness at the full moon solar eclipse in Taurus next week on November 8th, which happens to be the day of the general or the midterm election in the US. In the dark, there is a lot of unknown, which brings uncertainty, especially because Mars, the co-ruler of Scorpio, is retrograding in Gemini. 
eclipses hide things or make them difficult to find, ascertain, or predict, and retrogrades make things a bit or a lot wonky. Predictability makes life much easier than unpredictability. The eclipse period is the time to avoid prediction. Instead, work with the eclipse by collecting information and integrating it internally. We won't know the fuller context until we are out of the eclipse season in late November, and we cannot grasp the whole story until we are out of the whole Taurus-Scorpio eclipse cycle in November 2023. It's always much easier to look back and see the whole picture. We are right in the midst of that picture, of that story right now, and it's very difficult to navigate. The eclipse season is highly activated this week as Venus and Sun conjoin the lunar south node in Scorpio at 13 degree. The exact conjunction triggers the opposition to the north node in Taurus. Akin to the full moon phase, an opposition allows the planets to see in their full light of consciousness the opposite force of balance that they need to internalize in order to come to term with how to eventually respond effectively to the external challenges. Moreover, as the Venus and Sun approach the exact conjunction to the south node in Scorpio, they come into a new moon phase and need to release the old way of perceiving, conceptualizing, and behaving. Emotional compost contains shadow work. Shadow work is the foundation upon which the light work can begin. And of course, I talked about shadow work. It was the theme of the last episode. So please take a listen if you have not. Without the shadow work, we end up doing spiritual bypassing. Most of us don't need to do any light work at all in this lifetime in order to heal the body and evolve the soul unless we are deeply called to be an enlightened priestess or a saint and join the Buddha in Nirvana. Besides the lunar nodes, which continue to aspect and influence Venus, Sun, and Mercury, much like last week, Chiron in Aries, the wounded warrior, is the biggest influencer this week. Chiron makes the difficult quincunx aspect to the stellium in Scorpio, Venus, Sun, and Mercury. 
the queen comes to Chiron retrograde in Aries heightens the challenges of the opposition that the Sun, Venus, and Mercury make to the lunar nodes this week. It initiates the internalization of outside feedback that forces us to follow our dharma and soul purpose or face negative physical consequences. There is a collective soul wound of psychological disconnection and soul misalignment that needs to be healed individually. For example, our society glorifies someone like Elon Musk, allowing them to gain unimaginable wealth and power. But in the indigenous upbringing of our ancestors, the Elon Musk archetype could not thrive and not because innovation was bad. There are so few Elon Musk type people then and today, not because they are rare geniuses, but because most of us instinctively limit our imagination of uncontrolled extraction as a result of our souls having learned about destructive consequences of unchecked imagination in the past. Our instinctive need to survive as a human species doesn't exist in those who extract way beyond what their body needs. The soul's perspective contains many lifetimes of knowledge and wisdom. And too many mature souls on earth know that innovation without holistic reflection is just extraction and destruction. Unfortunately, we forget our soulful wisdom at every reincarnation at the conscious level. Hence, psychological hygiene through shadow work and emotional compost are necessary for conscious, responsive, and constructive self-adjustment. When we sit with our feelings and give them time and attention, they are seen through the light of our consciousness. And through that light, which gives heat, the feelings and their corresponding thoughts get decomposed, metabolized, and assimilated. They become the nutrients that give us the energy to create beauty and arts, which connects to Venus, and share them with others, which connects to Mercury. Mercury is about collaboration, as well as nurture the core essence that is connected to the sun. In his book, Rescuing the Light, quotes from the oral teaching of Martin Prechtel, there is this passage that describes perfectly the process of emotional compost. 
quote, metabolism is where things start to break down. Composting is where things start to come together. Metabolism is revolution. Composting is culture reemerge. Unquote. And Martin Prechtel went on. Quote, nothing in nature wants to be saved. Everything in nature wants to live its cycle to feed all the other cycles. Unquote. Now let's learn what we can from our cosmic allies and their relationships, how to cycle from emotional crisis to emotional compost and arrive at a new and more powerful psychological composition. October 31st. Happy Samhain and Halloween. Welcome to the Winter Gate. As you journey deeper into the Scorpio or mid-fall season, you can feel its gravity pulling you inward and downward where your past is collected. Will you resist its force and refuse to face unpleasant, yucky feelings that have been with you since you were a child or a few years ago? Or will you shine the light of consciousness, decompose your emotions, and transform them into a rich soil for new imaginations and outlook that allow you to co-create with your present condition. The waxing crescent moon turns into the waxing half or first quarter moon in Aquarius at 11.37 p.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time today. Notice any big and heavy emotion earlier in the day that can later inspire an upward mood. Your emotion is meant to fluctuate. It keeps you in the creative flow. Moon in Aquarius, square Mercury in Scorpio at 2.37 p.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time can either initiate more creative conversations that orient around human rights and higher good or block them with huge unprocessed emotional waves. Any relationship irritant and communication conflict points you to emotional indigestion. The time has come for you to metabolize all your hard feelings. On Mars Day, November 1st, Happy Dia de los Mutos. 
the day of the dead reminds you that the only way you can learn anything is through the past. Is your past dead and buried? Or is it still haunting you? Either way, it offers you all the lessons your soul needs to learn in order to regenerate and renew its host that is your mind body. Throughout the day, the moon in Aquarius fights with Venus in Scorpio and Uranus in Taurus through the square aspect the moon also conjoins saturn the lord of karmic depth and physical limitation it's a very triggering day and you can either metabolize and compost the powerful feelings internally or keep repeating the same actions that keep returning, diminishing returns. The moon in Aquarius is rebellious yet socially generous. When they come up against the powerful planets who conjoin the lunar nodes, they need to take heed and reconsider ways they go about collaborating. The collective mood is not so generous right now with the Russian-Ukraine war going global, the election in Brazil and in the US and the humanitarian crisis in Haiti and many other countries. As long as the closed loop of resource extraction is used to produce and sell weapons to destroy lives and resources, the various crises created by mankind continue. And who is in the mood to talk peace right now? Nobody, not even the progressive Democrats. Big ideologies of the moon in Aquarius are not welcome at the moment, but you don't need to keep collecting the karmic debt at a personal cost. Go inward, do shadow work, process your past, compose your feelings, and of course, vote. On Mercury Day, Wednesday, November 2nd, Moon in Aquarius trine Mars retrograde in Gemini at 4.08 a.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time reflects the ease of collaboration. When you have been doing the internal work necessary to support the outer connection, Daily emotional compost gives you physical energy to communicate your feelings as you co-create with others. It's another week and another Gemini day because Mercury day, Mercury rules Gemini. Make the most of it today with big picture thinking. Though things are not going as smoothly due to Mars retrograde, you can allow the bumps 
on the road to slow down your mental trip and enjoy the view along the way. Something unexpected may show up to inspire your creative genius. Venus in Scorpio, Quincung Chiron retrograde in Aries at 10:13 a.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time occurs before Venus makes an opposition to North Node in Taurus as well as a conjunction to the South Node in Scorpio at 4.06 p.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time. These aspects are infused with Uranus, who sits right next to the North Node in Taurus, the sign ruled by Venus. Both Chiron and Uranus bring up trauma. Chiron does so in a slow and steady fashion, where uh, chronic pain slowly builds up as you are aware of it and try to alleviate it holistically and eventually heal its root cause. Uranus expresses trauma through a shock, a condition that seems to erupt out of nowhere and causes chaos that can bring a complete turn of event. Venus in Scorpio is the one feeling the trauma. The pain reflects the split between what Venus has been socially conditioned to desire versus what Venus actually needs to flourish and how the wound created through the misalignment between social acceptance and core values leads to the need for self-healing that is Chiron in Aries. Unprocessed chronic anger needs to be dealt with for the healing of self-worth and self-confidence to begin. You are a crucial part of the evolution toward greener earth and greater humanity, which mirror the progression of the North Node and Uranus in Taurus. If this interpretation of the archetypal Venus conflict resonates, take your time reflecting on your chronic pain points. Have you been addressing them holistically through your lifestyle choices? Have you found the root cause of it through big thinking of Uranus and soul remembering of the lunar nodes? If you have not, this intense Venus transit reflects the capacity for a breakthrough around your relationship and finance. Unfortunately, a breakdown of the old behavioral pattern that enables the wound to fester and the pain to continue has to be disrupted before a breakthrough. It is a rude awakening. Your Venus will be offended, but don't let that stop you from dying 
and rebirthing. That is ultimately the process of healing. On Jupiter Day, Thursday, November 3rd, the moon left Aquarius and entered Pisces as a gibbous moon since 11.46 a.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time yesterday, not today, yesterday, Wednesday. If you already have a hard time utilizing your left brain, then today is the day to let your imaginative right brain run wild. All day, the moon in Pisces makes transpersonal love with Mercury, Sun, and Venus in Scorpio through the trine aspects as well as with Uranus in Taurus through the sextile. Moon in Pisces, sextile, Uranus in Taurus is significantly creative. Your innovative brain, which is a perfect collaboration between your left and right brains, gets a huge boost through physical rest and emotional surrender. Learn to really go with the flow. Use any means necessary to activate the alpha brainwave frequencies, including sound vibration, poetic and artistic vibration, and earth vibration. Slow down. Relax. The alpha state of embodiment allows for psychological metabolism and emotional composting, which leads to deeper sleep. The delta brainwave frequencies of deep sleep connect to the mutable water of Pisces, where the moon is swimming in right now. They promote immunity, memory, and creativity. On Venus Day, November 4th, the gibbous moon conjoins Neptune retrograde in Pisces first thing in the morning cloaks the day with dreaminess and devotion. The moon receives challenging information and helpful feedbacks from Mars retrograde in Aries, Pluto in Capricorn, and Jupiter retrograde in Pisces. These are big energies for the moon your emotional body to process. Thank goddess, it's Friday. Give yourself a lot of compassion, your friends some love, and your frenemies plenty of respect today. Everyone needs emotional acceptance. The more time you spend on accepting your feelings, 
through rest, relaxation, sleep, dancing, singing, and crying, the more those feelings can transform into creative ideas and actions. The result can be felt today as the moon leaves Pisces and enters Aries, the sign of willfulness and assertion at 4.07 p.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time. On Saturn day, November 5th, the sun in Scorpio is deeply activated by their opposition to the north node in Taurus at 8.21 a.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time after making an uneasy quincunx to Chiron retrograde in Aries. These aspects reflect the will to internalize all that the collective soul is experiencing in order to heal individual selves. The sun in Scorpio wants to get rid of all the poisonous thoughts and feelings and burn through relationships, but the north node in Taurus and the Chiron in Aries ask the soul to evolve slowly, carefully, and holistically in order to embrace the past with loving care for the present state of the body and heart. Extreme fluctuations of self-assertion and emotional withdrawal occur during this hyper-aware or self-conscious state that connects to the quincunx and opposition phases. There is a need to analyze what is yours to process and what is not in order to move forward in the most holistic manner. Proceed only after you gain clarity on what your current soul purpose is, how might your past psychological wounds, present physical state, and current social condition help you heal your ego so that it can be of greater service to you and others. At 3.21 p.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time, Venus in Scorpio opposes Uranus retrograde in Taurus and all that is stagnated and misaligned within your relationships, including the relationship between your shadow self and your light self, the parts you hide versus the sights you let the world see, get agitated and shaken loose. If your relationship is largely based on transactional purpose, there is an ongoing buildup of drama and tension at this time of economic crisis and high inflation. If you are going through a relationship blow up, it's time for the realignment. 
Venus in Scorpio is relationship evolution. Uranus in Taurus is green revolution. Emotional compost allows for the new era of reciprocity and earth-based society to emerge. Think big and feel even bigger. On Sunday, November 6th, daylight saving ends at 2 a.m. Pacific Standard Time this morning. For those who are affected, enjoy sleeping in. At 10.19 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Mercury in Scorpio opposite North Node in Taurus delivers the eclipse medicine to aid in mental healing. This difficult transit is intensified by Mercury in Scorpio, Quincunx, Chiron retrograde in Aries, which occurs earlier at 6.34 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Anytime the lunar nodes are involved in a planetary aspect, the result is both personal and collective as well as soul deep. Unlike the ancient time when indigenous cultures thrived and the web of spirit ruled, individual souls at this time need to take up the responsibility of caring for their physical and psychospiritual health. They cannot solely rely on external authorities, including healers, doctors, and priests, because every single soul on the planet is wounded, and each needs to support the others by healing themselves. At 9.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, the moon leaves Aries and enters a full phase in Taurus. This lunar transit heightens the medicinal potency of the square aspect between Venus in Scorpio and Saturn in Aquarius, which occurs at 11.33 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Venus is the ruler of Taurus, where the North Node and now the Moon reside. The square is a fight between the collective need to build a more inclusive society and the individual's desire for wealth and power. If your life's trajectory is out of alignment with your soul's evolutionary purpose, you are feeling the diminishing return of your relationship at this time. The aspect reflects disappointment leading up to rejection and breakup of relationship, especially the intimate and or sexual sort which connects to Venus in Scorpio. However, if you have taken the time to compost your emotional body and release emotional build up 
of imbalanced power dynamics seasonally along your relationship journey, the breakdown of relationship can lead to a breakthrough and a rebuilding of intimacy at this time. Intimacy isn't about emotionally swallowing up or physically dominating another being. It's about acutely feeling them through your sensual body. It can be argued that the reason why there is so much violence and domination in the world is because too many people aren't experiencing deep intimacy. Intimacy is a soul deep desire, a physical need, and a core value. Humanity cannot exist without it, and humans will destroy others for it. But the only way to cultivate an ongoing intimacy is through emotional compost. Here is how to decompose and metabolize your emotion. Sit in silence, preferably in nature, as still as you can, until you feel the internal motion of your body, like still water. Let yourself seep under the ground, and remain clear and still above it. Let your feelings drain down to nurture the soil of your psyche. Thank you for attending to your soul and the collective soul with me. I hope that no matter how rude and unpleasant this week is, you can find some time to process extreme feelings and integrate new information. This is the week of intimate relationship, which is the archetypal meaning of the Scorpio season. Take this time to reflect on how your services intimately fit the needs of the people in your life. It's a test and trial time. Self-doubt is a necessary internal adjustment that supports. External alignment. You deserve this time and some personal space to withdraw physically and decompose psychologically. I love you and wish you a strong digestion at all levels, body, mind, and soul.